I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 84 of the podcast. Happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and smash that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, dads, I have an exciting guest lined up for you guys today. Former NFL wide receiver and Super Bowl champion Lance Moore will be with me here in just a minute. So please stick around for that interview. And coming next week, I will have legendary firefighter Chris Fields, who is recognized around the world from the Pulitzer Prize winning picture taken of him carrying the body of Bailey Allman from the wreckage of the Oklahoma City bombing. So please subscribe. That is one conversation that you do not want to miss. All right, fall is definitely one of my favorite times of the year for many reasons. One of them is because of apple picking. I love going apple picking with the family, and that is exactly what we did the other day. And if you are following me on Instagram and Twitter, then you've seen some of the pictures that I posted of the event. And we had a wonderful time, and with four kids, we ended up with a bushel of apples, uh, a little more than $70 worth. So, uh, so far, we're making some apple pies, apple sauce, apple butter, and the kids will be having apples in their lunchbox every day until about Halloween. Which brings me to another tradition that I love this time of the year. The kids and I watch all of the original horror movies from Universal. We try to get them all in before Halloween at the end of the month, depending on the time. Uh, The best part about all those old classic movies is that they are quick hitters. They're only about an hour or so of the running time. And uh, they're very enjoyable to watch. And my kids are a bit young yet for today's horror films, which really focus on nudity and blood rather than storytelling and imagination. So far, we've watched Frankenstein with Boris Karloff, Dracula with Bela Lugosi. And this weekend, we're going to knock down the Wolfman and the Invisible Man. So I'm excited about that. Uh, If you have preteen kids out there, I highly recommend those classic horror movies. Our tradition ends on Halloween night. We have a marathon of all those classic movies, and the kids get to stay up for as many of them as they can make it through, and they eat their candy that they uh, scored while trick-or-treating. So it's a really fun time, and I love this time of the year. Also, fall means football season, so I'm going to smack you guys with a quick little spot here, and I'll be right back with New Orleans Saints Hall of Famer Lance Moore. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now is a First Class Father, He is a Super Bowl-winning wide receiver when his New Orleans Saints team took down Peyton Manning and the Colts back in Super Bowl 42. He was recently inducted into the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. It is a big privilege for me to say, Lance Moore, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks for having me. All right, Lance, let's kick this off here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I have two daughters, um, Grayley, who is three, and Nola, who will be one, um, in a little over a week already. Wow, awesome. Okay, and I know they start them young here today. Uh, is the three-year-old involved in any dance or any other activities yet? She has been in dance class for the last year now um, and still in, obviously still in dance. And, and, you know, we had our first recital a few months ago, which was like the cutest thing ever. And um, now she's not only is she doing dance, but she's doing soccer and she's in preschool now. So, 
just busy, busy, but, but it's awesome to see, um, her growth and, and her, you know, start to be interested in things other than tearing up my house. Okay. Very cool. Are you coaching the soccer team or are you uh, watching from the sidelines? I'm watching from the sidelines. I, I, you know, I, I won't have a problem if somebody asks me to be the coach, but for now, I, I just want to let somebody else do that work and, and just kind of enjoy watching them. Okay. All right. Two girls now. Are we going to be trying for that boy soon? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're about, I would say we're about a little over a month out before, before we try, start trying again. So God willing, you know, I'll, I'll get my boy. If not, I've got two amazing daughters, uh, that have, absolutely changed my life and and i would not be uh, opposed to to finishing out the the trio um with three girls if that is in the cards yeah cool all right i had my three boys first and then we got our little princess on the fourth try uh but if we didn't get her on the fourth try we'd have five by now believe me <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> okay lance did having kids factor into your decision to retire from the nfl well i mean i would say yes um, you know, in the very simple answer form, but, but to explain that, um, my oldest Grayley was right around her first birthday. Um, and uh, that was the same time that I was kind of figuring out that I didn't want to play anymore. Um, I had been off of football the whole off season. This is the 2016 off season and I wasn't signed, but I was still working out with the intentions of going back and playing. Um, and then, August comes around, so training camps are in, in session, and I'm not signed still. Worked out for the Chargers and didn't get signed. Then the Falcons called and wanted me to work out a couple of days later. Ended up going there and working out and getting signed. Um, and the entire time that I was there, I mean, I guess it wasn't the entire time, but I was only there for three days. Um, but the time that I was there, in a short period of time, it just kind of really – struck me that I was going to be away and I was going to miss Grayley's first birthday party and I'd been off the entire off season and spending all of my time with my wife and, and my daughter. Um, you know, it just, it had a lot to do with it and, and me not wanting to miss out really on anything, but, but especially a first birthday party. Um, and, and that was kind of something that definitely helped me or helped make my decision that much easier. Awesome. What do you think, what could you tell me has been the biggest change that you've noticed about yourself since becoming a father? Well, I would say it has really taught me what life is all about and what we're truly here for. Um, and, and especially having girls, I mean, my, my whole perspective has changed. Um, just opening my eyes up more to what's going on around me, how women are treated, um, all over the world, but I mean, especially in the, the time that we're living now, um, not to say that I didn't respect women before I had a daughter, but I just, I had a more, you know, I'm, I'm a guy, I'm single, you know, I'm just kind of worried about myself. I will treat people the right way, but now, um, the things that are going on around me, I'm, I'm much more aware of them and how they would affect um, not just me uh, and, and my daughters, but, but women all over the world. And, you know, just trying to make sure that I show my daughters the way that they should be treated. I think that's a, a huge part of the job as a, a father of daughters is, um, you know, you can be cautious or nervous about what can or will happen to them in the future. But if you um, raise them the right way and teach them the way that they should be treated and respected, I think that, 
you've done your job and you, you just pray that they go and make the right decisions as a result of that. So uh, my life has changed a ton. I mean, I was a, a single guy for a long time. Um, I have a sister, but we didn't grow up together. So I didn't have a lot of women around me other than my mother um, my entire life. So um, just to say that things are a little bit different now would be an understatement, but uh, I'm enjoying every moment and, and it's a learning experience too. I'm not perfect, but, but I'm, I'm learning on the fly and my wife, uh, Casey does an, an amazing job with the girls as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say, I would say things have changed a, a ton for me. Well said. Yeah, I'm a big advocate for people to have kids at an earlier age just because it does change your perspective on life and it gives you a, a bigger sense of responsibility. And kind of just like you said there, it gives you that philosophy of wanting other kids to be treated how you want your child to be treated. And that opens the door for you to start treating other people the way you want to be treated. And that just becomes beneficial to everybody in the culture. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've always felt like, I mean, this isn't a boy or girl thing, but I just have always felt like when I go speak to kids all over the place, all over the country, I always say doing the right thing and being kind and nice to people is cool. Like that is the cool thing to do. And I, I that's something that I'm always going to preach to my children is that, you know, be a good person, do the right things, and go out of your way to do nice things for other people because that's what this world needs more of. Um, and I, I think that's something that, will always preach to them. Well said. And I think it's coming, too. Uh, one good thing with all this technology that we have now is it's linking more people together that share that type of mindset, that, that type of philosophy, and it can get the message out there that kindness is cool and that service to others is, is really where it's at. You know, And I think that message is really starting to resonate uh, with the youth of today. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, man, in this time, in this, time this day and age, we need that as much positivity and as much people doing um, good and great things as possible. And I'll, I'll be in, in all time or uh, definitely an advocate for that. Okay, you were recently inducted into the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. What was it like to share that experience with your family? Yeah, well, I mean, that was something that was, I would say, even beyond a dream come true. I never imagined or envisioned something like that happening. I, I thought that I had a you know a pretty good career. Um, you know, obviously going and winning a Super Bowl is cool, having a thousand yard season, a bunch of touchdowns. I mean, this, these are cool things, but, uh, to, to be cemented, I guess you could say in the, in the history of the New Orleans Saints, uh, organization. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's something that can never be taken away. Uh, something that obviously as my kids are older and we go back, I can show them, you know, and they'll really understand. And I think that'll be a cool moment, but to have, have them there, have my whole family there. That was, that was awesome. That was awesome. It was definitely, um, you know, a first class event that they put on there. They had us, um, events for us each and every day. We were there for like six days and, um, just a, just a great weekend to be able to share with my family and just awesome to be able to have my girls there. I mean, there's people through social media that, that, you know, see them, the pictures and videos and things like that that my wife and I post, but, um, you know, for, for people to, come up to us in New Orleans and want to take pictures with the babies. I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. So uh, definitely a, a cool experience that, that we'll take with us forever. All right. It is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. 
Yeah, what an accomplishment. And talk about an awesome story, going from undrafted to Super Bowl champion. I mean, it's it's a true testament that hard work really does pay off. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it, it, was, a, it was a long journey. I mean, it wasn't like, um, you know, it was an, an easy thing to, to accomplish. You know, I mean, my, my journey was, was uh, one of the tougher ones, I think. And, and um, you look at how I came into the league as an undrafted free agent. I mean, I was a guy that was cut five times in my career, you know, had – uh, several, I would say pretty minor injuries, but, but injuries enough that I'd missed time and, um, just had to continue the fight. And I always kind of had the mentality of, um, you know, me not making it yet. And I think that's something that, um, you know, makes you stay hungry, makes you stay humble. Um, and it's a lot easier to go to work each and every day when you have that mentality. And that's something that I'll preach forever. Okay, cool. I know you have two girls now. I mean, that doesn't mean that this may be off the table, and you may have a boy yet at some point down the line. But one of the most difficult decisions facing a lot of parents today is whether or not to let their kids play tackle football, uh, especially with everything we now know about CTE. So what is your opinion on young kids playing tackle football? Well, yeah, I mean, as a guy who grew up playing football, I mean, I didn't start playing football until seventh grade tackle football, organized tackle football, let's say. I mean, we played tackle football in the yard long before I was playing in a helmet. But um, I think that nowadays with the amount of research, the amount of information, um, and and the scary part is the, the brain injuries, the CTEs and things like that that are um, – I'm not going to say they weren't always there, but, but they, we didn't always have the information that we have now. So now that we do have the information, I think it's important that we make smart decisions with our kids. Um, and, and if I do have a son, I will absolutely encourage him to play football if he wants to play, but we will start him in flag football um, and, and allow him to understand the game, learn how to play it the right way and allow his body to develop and his brain to develop. I, I think, you know, peewee football is cute and everything, but if these kids are doing some of the crazy physical tackle drills that I see on social media, it just kind of makes me cringe, and I don't really understand it um, with these little tiny kids that brains are not even close to fully developed, and, and you're just you're adding extra and unneeded trauma to them. So um, I'm not I'm not scolding or yelling at any parents that allow their, their really young kids to play tackle football. I just don't know that that – I don't think that would be what I would do for my son. Yeah, I was just speaking with Willie Rofe about this the other day. We were talking about playing street ball and the way we played as kids, man. I mean, we really played some brutal football back in the day with no pads on. And you don't see kids doing that anymore. Everything today with sports is organized right off the dribble. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's – that's just the, the time that we live in. And, and, you know, it was the same way with my friends and I. I mean, we, we played tackle football, um, and there was crazy collisions and big collisions. But I don't really remember anybody um, suffering any brain injuries, probably because we had to tackle the proper way. You know, I mean, not, not to say that, you know, guys in the NFL aren't tackling the right way because of the helmets, but it does offer a false sense of security, I think, at times, and that's what gets guys in trouble. Yes, I agree. And I, I think it taught us how to tackle without getting hurt because that's what we had to do. I mean, it was kind of like on-the-job training in a sense. Exactly, exactly. And whether you were taught how to tackle properly before then or not, I mean, I think it's just something that naturally, if you're going in to tackle a guy, you're probably not going to use your head because it's probably going to hurt. I mean, it's just kind of common sense. Um, but 
you know, hey man, it's it's uh, it's a crazy world out there with 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 how football is um, being played these days. All right, you've got a Super Bowl ring on your finger. Your NFL career is now in the books. Uh, what's motivating you now? What are you involved with, and what's next for Lance Moore? Well, I've got a bunch of stuff going on, actually. I mean, I, I still am connected to the game um, as far as uh, training young wide receivers. Um, I do group and individual sessions out here in San Diego. Um, I partnered with George Whitfield, the quarterback guru with, with Whitfield Athletics. Um, and we travel all over the country and do passing um, camps or academies. Um, and, and I also still kind of dabble a little bit in, in TV and radio as far as the, the uh, sports broadcasting goes. Um, you know, just kind of staying connected to football as much as I can, as well as um, doing a few other things business-wise outside of the football world and, and still just kind of learning um, and figuring stuff out. I mean, I've, I've only been out of the game for two and a half years now, so just trying to kind of figure it out and enjoying each and every day being able to spend as much time as I can with my family. Awesome. Okay, let me hit you with this just because it's a trending topic with the NFL. What is your opinion on the players who are taking a knee during the national anthem? I, I think they're heroes. I think that, you know, just drawing attention to what they're drawing attention to um, inequality, police brutality, those type of things. Uh, with them not doing it, I don't think the needle would have moved at all. Um, I'm not saying that we're where we need to be, but I, I respect fully what they're doing and understanding what's happened to Colin Kaepernick. I think it's even more bold that, that guys like Albert Wilson and Kenny Stills, one of my former teammates, um, kind of like a little brother to me. I think it's awesome what they're doing um, because they're they're proving and they're showing that it's not it's not over. You know, we may have taken steps forward. There may be some progress, um, but but these problems are still an issue, and we still need to address them. And we still have a long ways to go before this country is where we need to be as far as those issues go. So um, I respect them. I'm thankful for them, um, and I hope that the conversation continues to come up, and I hope that progress continues to be made. Okay, fair points. I mean, I, I I love the message. I just don't agree with the platform. And and the word hero there gets thrown around a little bit too much for me. I think uh, that should be reserved for the members of our armed forces, some of which I've had the pleasure of speaking with on the podcast here. So, all right, let me hit you with this. The last thing I'll hit you with here, Lance, I love to ask all the dads I get on the podcast, what type of advice could you give to the new father or to that about-to-be dad that's out there listening? Uh, I would, I, I always kind of tell my buddies who are, are becoming fathers or have become fathers after me, um, don't, don't panic if you don't know something. Um, you can do all the research. You can talk to every single person that you know, read the baby books. You can do every single thing to prepare yourself for being a father. Uh, but you're not ready. And it's, it's a, it's a true learn on the fly situation where you kind of learn as you go. And no two parents are alike. So you're going to do things differently than your parents did. You're going to do things differently than your friends do. Um, but don't ever, ever hesitate to ask for help if you need help, if you need advice, if you need somebody to even come and physically help you. I think that's, that's important. So, um, you know, don't panic. Ask for advice and enjoy every moment, though, because this is the, the best, the single best job that you'll ever have in your life. Good stuff. Okay, if the listeners want to find you, let them know where can they connect with you. 
Uh, yeah, I'm I'm on all social media outlets: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Lancemore16. Um, hit me up. Uh, I I like to um, kind of make sure that I stay connected to to people that have interest in me or have supported me. So um, hit me up. I'll be there. All right, Lance Moore, everybody. Hey, thank you very much for giving me a few minutes of your time right here on First Class Fatherhood. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right, I'll be right back after a quick spot. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Lance Moore for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was pretty cool. Uh, Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I'm always excited to get your feedback. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend and bring it right back here on Monday for episode 85. Next week, I got Chris Fields, former firefighter. And I also have comedian Josh Wolf joining me here on the podcast. So come on. I got an action-packed week lined up for you guys next week. Keep it right here on iTunes, number one kids and family podcast, First Class Fatherhood. And it is number one due to all you guys out there listening. And I cannot say how thankful I am that you guys keep coming back and downloading these episodes and pushing me. And I'm really, First Class Fatherhood is just dominating the charts over on iTunes. So uh, please, Pass this podcast around to any father in your circle. Sharing is caring. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Tall as a tree, I saw feeling so.